Hey, y'all. Welcome back to From the Flybridge. This is your host, Lexi Creary. And today we have the well-known Marine artist, Dennis Friel. For those of you who haven't watched, I was on his podcast a few weeks back and we had an absolute blast, didn't we? Yes, absolutely. I haven't laughed that hard in a while. You know, I got to tell you, like, I had so much fun when you came in. I really, I want to bring you back again. But here we are for your show, so at least I we told get to you, talk I again. said you're coming on yeah. from the Flybridge, and love here it. we are. Very, very cool. Can I tell you a funny story? Please. So, as you know, I'm I'm a flip flops and shorts kind of guy. Like every day at work, <laughs> I paint fish for a living, so I really don't need to, you know, do it yachty style every day, right? So, right. but today. I'm coming to HMY, right? So I got to dress a little, little up. Jazz it up. Right? So I put my nice jeans on, right? So, and my wife yells at me about this all the time. She's like, stop painting in your nice clothes, right? Because I had literally a paint on everything <laughs> that I own. Like, you can go through my closet, you'll see a touch of blue on pretty much every piece of clothing there is in the, in the whole entire closet, right? So the reason that happens is because I can't walk by one of my paintings when there's like brush in the water and fresh paint on the palette without seeing something and going, you know, let me just, let me just real quick. You know what just, I mean? Just one thing. Right. Just one thing. And then it spirals off into this whole moment and it lasts like two hours by accident. Right? It's how it happens. So, and here I am this morning, same situation. And I got paint on the heel of my hand and I didn't realize it and I'm sitting there looking at the canvas right and my hand is resting on the inside of my thigh <laughs> right and I look down and I'm like oh crap right and I, I could hear as my wife in my ear going don't paint in your nice clothes right so I'm like oh. so the cool thing is is I'm in the the studio slash store gallery today by myself because Nicole left for Bimini this morning so and Liz didn't come in Liz is my wife, Nicole's my assistant, right? They're gone. So I got the whole place to myself. No problem. So what do I do? Doors locked, store's not open yet. So I take my pants off, <laughs> right? So I take my pants off and I'm like, ah, oh, crap, right? And so I go to the, to the bathroom and I'm in my jeans and I'm like washing the paint off in the sink because you got to get it right away before it starts drying or anything like you, and then you'll be fine. Right. So then... And go like this, you know, washing it off and everything like that. So I'm in my boxers and I put the jeans like over the toilet in the bathroom and I walk out. So we're really good friends with our male lady. <laughs> she knows us very well. She comes I have a feeling in, you're about to be really good friends. Right? So she usually delivers the mail at the end of the day. For some reason today she came early. You didn't lock the front door? She comes at the back door. Oh my gosh. I didn't have the back door locked. The front door of the store is locked, but the, she opens the door. She goes just like, <laughs> Dennis, are you serious? She walks up to me. She hands me my mail. She turns around. She goes, mm, you artists are crazy people. <laughs> he goes, didn't see nothing. Ain't going to tell anybody. And she closes the door behind her and walks away. What was your face or your feelings I when she like walked out? I was like a deer in I was like, Hi, Diane. <laughs> just like that with my hands open, my eyes wide open, and there I am just sitting there in my boxers. Didn't see nothing. Ain't going to tell anybody. She walks away. That is the funniest That's how my thing. morning started. And, but my jeans dried, and here I am, and I got them on now. 
Did the so paint come out? The paint came out. I was going to say, are we not telling your wife? But I think she's going to find out. She's going to find out. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. She likes Diane. Diane handled that like a pro. Let me tell you. That, that is that hysterical. Gone really bad. Yeah. Just when you thought you had like covered all bases, like yeah. locked the front door. No one's going to yeah. know. I didn't, I didn't get any paint on the nice jeans. Like The timing couldn't have been any more perfect. Like That's really. hysterical. Timing, could, timing couldn't have been more perfect. So yeah. But anyway. Oh, I'm so glad you told Hi, me that. Hi, Lexi. This is why I say that I don't laugh harder than when you and I get together. <laughs> it's it's good stuff. Man. I enjoy it. Oh my gosh. So like we said, I was on Dennis's Connected by Water podcast. You can find the link to that podcast on this episode's description. So go watch it. We talk about everything. Mm-hmm. We talked about rivalry football teams. Yep, we did. You got up from the table through your headset and walked off when you found out that i chose uf over florida state right because you would be the perfect lady knoll and you know that's true that's a like super compliment i love because Mm -hmm. i love both teams but you didn't take the news well you didn't i didn't you weren't like i'm super happy for you you were like this is not okay not okay not okay at all exited the stage yep so, See you later. Yes, definitely want to tune into that because. But I, I was, fun. I was kind of happy to find out that you, your roots were there at, at the very least. I, yes, I am a null from birth to oh, to graduation birth. of high school. I claim it all day long, and it did switch gears after. But it's tough not to do with with what the bigger sibling. Dog. Yes. You know, so it's, 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 I get that. You guys will get the story if you go on Connected by Waters podcast and watch that. You'll understand. And we also got to see your new gorgeous studio, which is in Pompano. Thank you. And we're going to go into a lot of detail about that. I want people to be able to visualize that and what's to come in that store, where it's at, how they can find it. But um, on that podcast, I also called you out on bailing on plans, which is really funny because since then you've bailed mm. on another one of our plans. So you're two for two now. I'm two for two. I'm is two this an two. artist thing on bailing on plans? Um, no, it's a dentist thing. <laughs> no. Tell the people so about bad. your bailing on plans. Explain yourself. In just in general, or hey, okay. All right, so So I got my COVID shot, and I was really, really tired, and I didn't want to be falling asleep at the table with, you know, eating Papa's raw bar, and then just being an absolute, like, vegetable for you, so. Yes, for everyone listening, we had a Papa's raw bar dinner plan with Dennis's family and a couple of our members from from the Flybridge podcast, and as Dennis said, he had... A COVID shot. Wait a minute. There were more people coming? Oh, yeah. You let down multiples. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what? Were you coming too? This yeah, time, this yeah. time you had a good reason. This one is, is fully, fully acceptable. But I'm 100% today. So you didn't bail on this one. So does that mean two for three? No. Well, I mean, it's called a redemption. <laughs> okay. We're just right. wiping the slate clean. That's it. If, if right. you will. It's up to you, though. I like that. You have to accept that. I'm accepting it right now because today I am so excited to switch it up and have you on the other side of the the table. Yes. The flip flops on the other foot. Exactly. Because I am so intrigued to learn about your journey to becoming a marine artist. Mm -hmm. Start us from the beginning. How did this all 
begin? And, you know, how has it been? How did this passion start? You know, where did the passion stem from? Tell us everything. Okay. So let's start with not with the passion because people ask me that all the time. Like, oh, how long have you been doing this for? You know, and the answer, the short answer is my whole life. I tell people, and it's the truth because I really do not remember a time where I was not an artist or a creative or I was always kind of like the class artist and that kind of thing. And like, even as in kindergarten, like all the so young office, age, you just had natural talent age, for it. It's just always what I always tell people be, you know, an artist isn't what I um, do. It's what I am. Right. So, and, and that's really the truth. I love that. It's the truth, though. I mean, it could be because you articulated that so well. Any, never known anything else. Like that—that's really the truth. So my whole life, that's been kind of my lot. Yeah, and I have just embraced it over time. And it's one of those things that you, you life is long. You, you go through peaks and valleys, and 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 I've always had it in my back pocket, and I can't say that I always respected it. Right. So even as a kid. You know, I was like, no, I'd rather be an astronaut. I'm mean, going to be a boat captain or you know, something like that. And then over time, I just started really kind of accepting what I was in life. And this is this painting thing or this drawing thing. It's just creative in general. You know, and, and you start realizing, oh, wait, this is kind of a cool thing. And, you know, so once you start embracing that and moving forward with it, I think that's when the passion develops. Um, so, you know, that's when it started. That's you've called a journey. You know, probably when the day I was born that began, but you know, it, it really is kind of like uh, something you learn to love and you learn to live with too, because there's times and it's, I call it a blessing and a curse having artistic talent. And people look at me like I got nine heads when I say that sometimes, but the reality is it's true because there's a lot of letting people down and there's a lot of, living up to people's expectations and a lot of, um, you know, I told you this before, I always have a problem with saying no. And when I don't say no, a lot of times I put myself into a hole, you know what I mean? Cause I can't, you know, and so you want to make everyone happy with your work and, 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 and it's not always possible. Absolutely. Are you speaking to, you know, just your high demand as far as everybody wants, you know, something special or as far as demanding artwork or this and that is, is that what you mean by that? So that evolves, right? So it starts out w with um, when you're younger, you know, oh, Dennis can draw. Can he do this t-shirt for me? Or Dennis can draw. Can he do this church poster for me? Or Dennis can draw. Can he do this? And it turns into work. And you don't want to tell people that because they're asking you to share your talent and do a favor for they you. They just think it. they picture you having fun. Yeah, they think it's something that makes you happy. And it's not really the truth all the time. Sometimes it is. You know, but, but when you're overloaded, it takes from that fun. It takes the passion away, right? So, but what I mean by it evolves is that then that turns into okay, now I'm starting to make a career out of this, and but I still have those make a poster for me, people, you know, and you don't want to say no to them. So now you're working and you're doing the free stuff, you're working, you're doing the favor stuff, and then turns into now you're a full-blown artist in the career and it turns into saying now i gotta say no to little jobs and it's tough and you learn how to navigate that and then now you're at a higher level and now i'm at the point where 
we're, our business and our studio is evolving so much that you have to really pick and choose what you work on because your time is limited and your time is valuable. So clearly there was a turning point for you mm -hmm. when you realized I have a very serious talent here and I'm going to pursue this and this is really something and you ran with it. And I know, you know, that that was a pivotal moment for you. What age would you say that is? Um, 17. Okay. And how did you pursue art from that point? When I was 17, I was in my first ever art gallery, which happened to be a Marina art gallery there in Pompano. Actually, that place is located about a hundred yards from where my current studio is now. So to say that came full circle is absolutely true. That has to have serious, meaningful value when 100%. you look out your windows of your studio. Hundred percent, hundred percent. To know that, you know, it's kind of like, um, God, am I really going to quote John Bon Jovi right now? <laughs> of course wow. you are. I am because I heard this on a radio interview with him, but but it always stuck with me. Now, say what you will about bon, John Bon Jovi, but I he is known within the music industry as one of the hardest working guys that there is. Right, he really is. He does have that reputation. I can say that unequivocally true. Um, he's saying it took him. He couldn't wait to get out of New Jersey and become successful. And once he did, it took him his entire life to work to just get right back there. Meaning like you can try to strive and become this big thing. But then at the end of the day, you just always just want to come back home. Right. And, and Pompano is home, right? Pompano is home. hundred percent. Pompano is home. And that's where we are. I mean, we could have set up our shop in a bunch of places, um, but we chose to be down home. And, and open it up and, you know, where we belong. So talking about your journey as a marine artist, tell me when just being an artist, you decided to become a marine artist and specialize in that talent. All right. So I went to high school at Cardinal Gibbons, right? And did you go to... Our... <laughs> Our Podpros director, Yanni, is very excited right now. We just got double fist pumps in the air. Yep. Colonel Gibbons represent in the house. Chief or a Redskin? Yeah. Redskin. Oh. I use myself. So, all right. So, I came from the other side of the tracks originally, right? Now, if anyone understands that, the people that didn't come from the other side of the tracks and just naturally went to Gibbons probably don't have this perspective. I went to that school knowing one person, right? And I did not grow up in that, I don't want to say money, this, money scene, but that's the truth. There's a tight you circle know, there. I, I didn't grow up in that money scene, actually very, very far from it, right? But I did grow up a pure rat, and I did grow up a fisherman with that passion, and I did grow up with a little Mako. You were salty. Yeah. And that was my way. Of getting through to those guys was the fact that I could outfish them, right? You know I love that. Yeah, so it's like so that that got me in with the, with the big boys, quote unquote, right? You see my air quotes right now, like <laughs> the big boys, and um, they needed you to teach them how to fish. Yeah, well, a lot of them already knew too. I mean, you talk. They about may have kids boats, that up, but they, you actually had the spots. Yes, right, and the skills. <laughs> exactly. Right, so. That's kind of when, like, I would say I didn't have a boat. I'd say, listen, 
take me out fishing. Whatever we catch, I'll draw it for you. Wow. And that was my ticket in. So I was doing a bunch of these little mahis and little sailfish and stuff like that for these guys. They'd take me fishing like, oh, yeah, bring Dennis along. Bring Dennis along. I said, whatever, whatever we catch, I'll draw it for you. And that's it. So I started getting a passion for doing marine life art. And that's how I started drawing fish. Now, I always drew fish, but not consistently like that. And then when everyone's like, oh, you could be like, like, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. But I just, this is why I'm doing it. And I just love, I did love fishing. And once I started drawing them, I really started loving it. Did you feel something in your soul when you were doing this regularly to go fishing? So you love to fish Mm -hmm. and you're doing these, you know, drawings for, you know, fishing trips. Did it just, was there a click moment where you were just like, this is what I love. Like this is different than drawing or painting something else. Was there a significant difference where you just like the light bulb went off? The light bulb went off because I realized that that forced um, implementation of like what we discussed earlier started making me happy. Oh, that's, that's something I like to do, not just faces, not just pots and plants or, you know what I mean? I did comic book art, like characters when I was a kid and like ships and boats and things like that, you know, but it wasn't really until I started painting fish did I really start really loving it. And that's probably when that passion kicked in. Like, actually, I can't even say probably. It's definitely when that passion kicked in. And then you went to art school, correct? Did. So I was working at BC Surf and Sport in a surf shop. Love that place. You know, and um, I was painting fish. And the I one had... in Deerfield? Is it the same one or is it a different no, location? No, no, no. Actually, the, the, I was working split between the Fort Lauderdale store and the Coral Springs store. Nice. So I was working in both locations and I had my artwork hung in the gallery. And then I had a talk with my dad. And he was like, listen, you got good little success story going on with the gallery thing. You know, are you going to work at a surf shop forever? Like, like that kind of stuff. He's like, you should probably go to college. Just go. You could, do, you could do all this when you get back if you want. Just go and see what happens. So I went. Was he pushing artwork? Did he recognize your oh, talent I went to art, so and I never, encouraging yeah. it all the way? I was supposed to go to Florida State, right? I got in and I opted to go to art school instead. I went to Ringling in Sarasota, and which is it's one of the top art schools in the country. So no I, regrets. Yeah, I, I you get to be a Seminole fan and you went to right, art school. Right. So, Double win. Yep. So we would drive to Tallahassee on the weekends sometimes, and sometimes Gainesville too. <laughs> I had friends that went there too. I was gonna say it's not a little yeah. bit closer. And then and then so yeah, so I went there, and then um when I got out of college, I got a job. Actually, in the music business. Really? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I need you to uh, elaborate on that. All right. So um, I took a job. I out of a, after I got out of, I this place found my resume and it's like, hey, you want to come in for an interview? Like, yeah, I'll go in for whatever. You know what I mean? And I went to this place and they're designing CDs and they're designing weekly music magazines. They're working directly with Universal Records and Sony and like all these major record labels. And we're getting their products out to Amazon and Barnes and Noble and like Target and all these CD places and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, this place seems kind of cool. Right. So I ended up working there. Just figured, yeah, I'll take this gig for a little bit, make some cash, draw my fish. 
right? And I ended up working there for 17 years. Wow. Yeah. But I never stopped drawing fish. So I always did like both at the same time. And then finally, long story short, I arranged my own layoff because of a merger. And I told my CEO, which I reported directly to, I was like, can you lay me off too? And I can get a severance and then I can go start my studio. And that's how that all happened. You're like, I'm out too. I got, I got plans. Gotta go. What was that plan? You clearly saw a vision and an opportunity and a timing. You're out of art school Mm -hmm. and you know that you love drawing fish. What was the vision? What was the plan? Did you have a specific track, a specific goal? Like I want to be the best Marine artist there is. I want to be on every shirt, every wall. Like what was going through your head at that age? So while I had the job, or are you talking Correct. About when you asked to be laid off because you knew you were ready to take off. I had enough work to really, it, it got to the point where I was starting to be like, I got to go to work. I can't. I got so much work. What requests were it? Like, like drawing boats, drawing fish. What were they specifically? So I was doing work for tournaments and I was doing shirts for, for boat owners, sport fish guys nice. and stuff like that. So I was doing shirt designs, right? And my wife said, why do you keep sending your artwork off to printers and never talking to these guys ever again? She's like, with your 17 years experience in printing the world, for how come you aren't making that your business? And I said, boom, light bulb went off. So once we started focusing on that, the money started coming in. And then that's when I was like, all right, it's time to go. Is this our thank you, Liz moment? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. None of this would have ever happened without Liz. Yeah. She was the one that actually kicked me out the door of the job. I stayed at that job for that long. I probably stayed at that job probably five years longer than I should have. But the reason I did is because it was a really cool job. You're talking about free concert tickets. We met like all these musicians all the time. It, It was just, it was a fun life. It really was. But your true talent was knocking at the door so hard that you could not turn away. Correct. And you answered. Mm-hmm. So I think your work is incredible because well, you, you truly make the fish come to life. And I'm going to brag on you for a minute because I need listeners to understand how popular that your work is, how talented you are, and how high of demand that you're in. Because word on the street is you painted the Jimmy Johnson guitar. And for anyone that doesn't know what that tournament is, it is one of the richest South Florida tournaments there is. And not even South Florida. This is one of the richest tournaments in the United States. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about what other, you know, wild accomplishments. I've seen sick helmets that you've painted and on and on and on. Like what, you know, what... Where have you been since, you know, like you said, it took off. Yeah. What else is there? So. Tell them. So at the studio, we cast a wide net and we fill a lot of buckets. That's what we tell. That's, that's the, probably the quickest way to answer that. And one of the things, one of the things that I learned is that all my experience that I gained working in the quote unquote real world of creative and running that department for that billion dollar company was I'm like, wow, I can bring an entire marketing and creative digital skill set to this and really open up the floodgates to the, our offering 
as a company. So we won't be one dimensional. There's a lot of guys that are out there that are just going to put brush to canvas and then you're done. But I mean, you're talking, we'll do end to end creative on anything, wraps, trophies, you know, vehicle wraps. Um, we'll do commission paintings. We do prints. We do apparel is the big thing for us. Um, there isn't anything that a boater doesn't want or need that we can't touch from a creative standpoint. Any product you can think of, um, we do. Right? Any any fine art situation, we can do. Right? Or I say we, but we'll get to the we part later. But <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm really glad that there. you brought that up because I want everyone listening to know what they can come to you for. And you just rattled off an incredible list. And like you said, that's unique. There are the one-off marine artists. There's, you know, something that you can do it all. Whatever you need, you can go to Dennis Real for. And I want we're you... We're agile. I guess that's what we say. We're, we're an agile studio. Yes, but I want you to elaborate on the Jimmy Johnson guitar, mm -hmm. on being the official artist for the, you know, national championship collegiate football, you know, game. Mm -hmm. Can you keep it rolling? Like, give, sure, me, sure. give me some... So let me step back a little bit then too with the guitar because I've been the the official artist for the Jimmy Johnson tournament since it started, right? And which was oh, nine years, 10 years, 10, actually 10 years. They, we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary. So we were down there at the Big Chill for our parties for the longest time. And then when the Hard Rock became involved in that tournament, it was really a game changer. Absolutely. It uh, truly was. And we were all very excited about that happening. And, and let me just say that as far as the Jimmy Johnson goes, I mean, that is, that is one of the biggest, nicest relationships that we have and still have to this day. Like, I can't say enough about Todd and Valroy. They, they put on an amazing, amazing tournament, quite a show. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal stuff. And they treat their people with the highest amount of loyalty and they treat everyone like gold. And the reason I say that is that when I say we were all excited about that when the Hard Rock came in, I mean, I truly mean that they involved everybody in that. Like we, as a group, were like collectively, like, yeah, we got the Hard Rock, right? Explain to listeners that don't know what the Jimmy Johnson tournament is. Okay. Give them a little bit more background on that. Sure. So the Jimmy Johnson is the world's richest purse for any Billfish tournament, guaranteed purse, right? There are other tournaments that may, at the end of the day, pay out more as like a single winner. But as far as the purse goes, this, this is our Super Bowl. They guarantee it. Like this is no other tournament will guarantee this kind of purse. And they do, right? Um, so when the Hard Rock came in, they're like, "Oh, what are we gonna do? That's special." And, like, and like, okay, as Dennis was speaking, we used to be in the Keys at mm -hmm. the Big Chill in Key Largo, and what he's talking about is obviously that we came to Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, and started mm -hmm. having events at the Hard Rock, which, as you said, was total game changer. So tell Off us about chart. that. So. They're like, all right, Dennis, what are we going to do? Every year you do a painting and we often offer like a little painting or a little something. Every year I did a little something, right? And I'm like, what's the hard rock, guys? We got to go big. And they're like, all right, what do you got? I'm like, I want to paint a guitar. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm going to paint a sailfish on a guitar. See who buys it, right? So we're like, all right, cool. So the first one we put up and it went for like 15 grand. 
We're like, all right, cool. This works. People like it. You know what I mean? So like, they don't like it. They love it. Dennis is being humble. It's, I mean, you have to go look. It was fun. At what these look like. It's incredible. It's such unique ID. Uh, I love it. And all the guys, all the owners, like there's a huge buzz at the captain's meeting, which Dennis won't tell you about, but I'm going to, when I'm walking around that captain's meeting, everyone's talking about that guitar and what you're going to paint that year and wanting that on their wall. Yeah. It, yeah, it's kind of become a thing. It's cool. Um, so, I mean, it, 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 that's a good number. And, but the, the cool, to your point, you're right. I mean, it, the fanfare around it is, it's become a special moment for me. That's the priceless part about it is that I'm able to create something that connects so well, both with the tournament and with, with the field and the owners and, and everyone that, that really looks forward to it now every year. And if I'm creating something that people are looking forward to, then I've done my job as an artist. Well, you've done your job on many fronts because you are, I know you dip your hands in IGFA. And mm-hmm. like I said, that um, the national championship game, tell us more about those. Can so, tell us what you have your hands in as far as being the official artist for what? Okay. Um, whew, there's a lot. Uh, the, the list is long and it has been like over the years, so, so it's, it so it's going to be tough to really come and name everything. I feel like I've been the official artist of practically every tournament there is out there. Um, you know, but the ones that I hold really dear and near to my heart, obviously Jimmy Johnson above and beyond all, um, Skip Smith's tournaments, custom shootouts, custom production, you know, the white Marlin roundup, um, my art still being used for that every single year that they have it. Um, you know, I, I really am proud of the work that Skip and I have done over the years. Um, I'm proud of the work that I've done with the Jimmy Johnson. I mean, I, I've done work um, all throughout Jamie Bunn's tournaments in the past, um, you know, and, and you know, tournaments all throughout Costa Rica and Nicaragua. Um, I've done tournaments in Australia and, you know, up and down the, the Mid-Atlantic. And, you know, it, it doesn't really end as when it comes to tournaments. I mean, as far as working with conservation groups like the IGFA, um, the CCA, um, the Billfish Foundation, um, and we've done work with the Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Uh, the, the list goes on from there. You know, one of the biggest uh, ones that, that we hold dear to our hearts is all the stuff that we do with the Special Olympics and the Boys and Girls Club of South Florida. Um, it's and incredible. The Surfers for Autism. Um, we do a lot of charitable work. Um, you fr- give from, back from a lot. Side. We do. We do. It, it, I'm not trying to brag on it, but it's it's. I want to... I, I, I want to bring that up more so to highlight them than to highlight me just to say, Hey, you know, give back to those organizations and try to help out. Those are kids that really, really are, are just special people. Um, and, and we really feel it when we, when we help out, you know, and it just, it makes us feel good. I'm you really know? glad you said that because connected by water theory, you know, you say how hard it is to say no to people. And those are people you'll always say yes always to. Say yes to yeah. And I hope that people understand, you know, the demand that you have around you and that that's a no question. And I know you and I know that that is always going to be near and dear to your heart mm-hmm. and that you'll drop anything for those causes. And that's what makes you who you are and your brand, what it is and why people want to wear your name on their shirt and support you. And also, you know, besides obviously the incredible talent and, you know, the you're being very Amazing. nice to me today. I'm always nice to you. I'm not always <laughs> nice to you. No, you are. You are. Come you are, on. You are. You are. I don't know. I'm blushing. Thank you for saying those nice things about me. That's but how I feel about I do, you. I do need to bring up, um, if, if we're talking about this kind of stuff, there is one circumstance I do need to bring up. Let's hear um, it. Is, um, and I know, and I know this wasn't 
it's not all me because I know a lot of people did a lot of good things during the Hurricane Dorian relief. Um, but I'd be remiss not to talk about the great people of Marsh Harbor um, and the Abacos and and um, and and the surrounding islands. Um, and you know, I just want to just say, listen, when we all helped them during that time. It was all a great, real nice, feel-good moment for South Florida, and we did a lot of good, but those people still need help, and we are still helping them. We are still, we still have ongoing efforts that are um, in motion, so um, if anybody wants to, um, there are plenty of organizations out there. I don't care who you give to. Um, there's a lot of good ones. The Hopetown Benefit ones are probably the strongest right now. Um, the one that we worked with was... Um, we did a grassroots effort um, with um, Bruce Marks and, and Brick Peoples, um, and, and where we worked, we utilized the Greater Miami Billfish Tournaments 501c3 to, to as a as a conduit for the finances. So when Hurricane Dorian hit Abaco, it was Labor Day, 2019, and everyone's windows were all boarded up and there was a really kind of a clear moment to where we realized we're not getting hit, but it's category five and it's not moving and it's just sitting there and it's turning and it's turning and my heart was breaking as so many people's hearts were. And I was pacing the house and we all know people there. Marsh Harbor is a very dear and special place to it's all of us. It's our home way from home. It's yeah, for sure. And I heard go. people screaming in my ears. And um, I told my wife, I'm like, I'll be right back. So I went into the studio and I designed that shirt, the Stronger Together shirt. And I put it up on Facebook and said, hey, listen, this isn't over. It's still going on as we speak. These people are in need our help. So I'm going to put this shirt out there. And I didn't even have a website yet. Right? We had a website when, we, when I first left and we took it down and we were still, we were redesigning one for Connected by Water Proper. So we didn't have it up yet. And I said, I'm going to do this shirt. It's $40. I'm not going to take a dime from the profits at all. It's all the money is going to go to these people. They're going to need recovery help. So I know the Bahamian government wasn't going to do anything for them. So we ended up raising $40,000 in profit in three and a half days. That's incredible. In those shirt sales. Three and a half days. But those people had to email me and say, I want a shirt. Tell me how many shirts you want. And we had to read through all those emails. It wasn't even like web orders. You must have been up all night. All night. It was for days. It, yeah, weeks. it was crazy. Like I had to stop it at three and a half days because I wasn't making any money off it. Nothing for nothing. I'm, I'm like, I, I can't. This is too much. This is, I got to stop. Right. And so let's just stop all the sales there and we'll just count it at the end. Yeah. And that's what it came out to be. So. Sorry, I went on the that, rant no, there. That's an, a very important rant. And it's what makes you you and what's passionate for you and your heart. And that's. I feel like that answer is what's the hardest part of being an artist is like you said, saying no. I feel like that's an answer to that. Yeah. But tell me what you love most about what you do is, you know, does it tie into giving back or does it like, or is it the appreciation when you hand off a piece that you've worked on for X amount of days, hours, weeks, months? It's the connection. Okay. It's the connection with people and passion. Okay. Any funny stories from life of an artist? Besides, um, Besides washing your pants <laughs> and having your male lady walk in the back door. Do you have anything else for me of like, just like <sighs> funny stories of like being an artist? Like that was a good one. Um, I need, I need more of those. Funny stories of being an artist. Wow. Um, 
I'm a your little wife, st- your wife judging what you walk out in. Yeah. Like, does she like, she doesn't want you in nice clothes, right? She doesn't want me in nice clothes ever. I mean, it, it, is that, so I feel like that's a really great she's point. She's always afraid I'm going to get is, paint like, on. Normally, Levi's are like, can you please too, just so she, like put on a nice pair of pants? And it's actually the opposite. So that might be a funny story right there. Yeah. So, so she's an artist too. So she kind of, she gets it. So she doesn't get like too mad about it, but she just gets frustrated. She's like, how do I remember this? And you don't. What does your closet look like? Like, is there like two pairs of nice pants and then like a whole other side of like painting like attire for both of you? My, there is, there is a well, closet. I have my dresser, which is just filled with t-shirts and shorts. And then I have my closet, which is filled with all the shirts I used to wear when I had a job. <laughs> They're still there. And you've never worn since? Not really. There's like a couple of like Columbia button-ups in there that, you know, but Well, yeah. thank God you make shirts for us that are super comfy and that we can do that. You stumped me with a funny question. I, well, you gave a really good one in the beginning. Right, so right. honestly, you can't top that. You'll never be able to top it. That was hysterical. It, it really How are happened. you going to, when, when does the mail come again? How are you going to redeem Tomorrow. yourself? I'll see you tomorrow. Oh gosh. Do you are you ready with your response? Like You know the funny thing is is that me and Diane, the male lady, right? We got our shot in the same day. And she felt fine too. So we're both like, yeah, <laughs> nothing happened to us. So why don't you use it? Just be like, it was just a weird day for me. I'll just sell blame it. Oh, blame it on the fact. See, I told you. Perfect. Yes. Love that. Okay. So apart from being an artist, you're also a husband and a father. Can you I speak am. to that? How many kids do you have? And tell us a little bit about your wife. Let's see. All right. I have um, 17 children. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. It feels like 17. Um, but yeah, no, we, I got two kids. I got Sean, who's seven. And I got Sienna, who's 10. Um, and they're both awesome. And they're both crazy. And that's part of why I love them so much. Yeah. They're good kids. And... Are either of them picking up the artist gene because they have it from both mom and dad, or do they have other passions? Like, what are what's their thing right now? Um, they are, and my daughter is more like my wife, where she's just kind of like because my wife's work is more free and abstract and colors, and that's how my daughter is, and my son is more like me, where it's just like he's got this whole scientist engineer thing kick in where but he's he's a very good illustrator but he tells people he's not he doesn't want i don't know why but if, if, humble guy i guess i'm well maybe humble shy i don't know maybe there's some truth to that but he, he's just he's very got a mechanical mind and he's very precise and he's a very good illustrator and yeah so they both have artistic traits in different ways I like that. Mm-hmm. Carrying on mm-hmm. the family legacy. I think so. I was hoping you would say that. So now that we know Dennis Real a little bit, you know, as an individual, because that's really what I wanted people to understand. Let's talk about how your brand Connected by Water came about because you have busted every barrier. You guys have absolutely crashed every gate. There is nowhere I go in tournaments in you know yachting in sales that i don't see your brand so i want everyone to understand who is the team behind connected by water what is connected by water how did it start so um harris cats um and that's i'm going to start that for sure um but i'm going to rewind a little bit and say that when we left the day job it was just me and my wife running the show 
Um, we had kids and she really started helping in that direction and trying to balance both worlds. She still does. Where were you at at that point? Were you at a studio? Like you're talking about across the street from where you're at right now. No. And you were selling, like, tell us where you were at before Connected by Water. So when we opened up Dennis Real Art Studios, which we call DFAS, um, just because we just, Love the that. acronym just, you know, yeah. Um, and DFAS in its own right was a cool little thing. I was going to work out of the house, but we had a one-year-old and a three-year-old at the time. Is there paint all over your walls? There is, actually. There's, <laughs> when we come to my house, what is an artist's house walls, look like? Canvases all over the place, like half finished paintings of both me and my wives. I mean, it's like we're never going to live in a nice place. But I, mean, I no, that's great. It, it, like, I wouldn't believe that you're an artist if it wasn't like that. I'd be like, you're a fraud. Yeah, like, no, you're the real deal. It's it's really yeah. It, it, it you really eat, come, sleep, and breathe painting and creating masterpieces. Would you not agree? Harris and I have a saying. Right. And this is where we're commonality really kind of aligns. Right. Never stop working. Love it. That that's we always say that. Like tell everybody well, who Harris Katz no, is. That's it, well, it's You're like, dropping Harris Katz's name, always, but everyone needs to know right. who is Harris Katz. So Because I know who Harris Katz is. I wasn't is. looking for a partner. It just kinda of happened organically. And that's the truth. So DFAS was never for sale. I was never raving a flag like, hey, I need a partner. I was totally content doing what I was doing, but you know, I met Harris's wife when I, when she was 16, I think I was 18. I think this is like a two year age difference there. We were all hanging out as kids. Um, she moved back to New Jersey for a time. We'd lost connection. Then Facebook got invented and we all reconnected and Joe, oh, you got to meet my husband. He loves to fish, right? Connected by water. Right. So, all right, cool. So we start going to Tortuga concerts and we all start becoming friends and he starts becoming enamored with what I do. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, no, this thing, whatever. And he start, I start feeling his passion about it. And where does Harris come from? You have to tell them. So Harris, um, Harris is a very accomplished businessman. And I know he kind of doesn't like being described as that. At, like, he doesn't want that to be the first thing people say about him, right? But he is, it's true. Um, He's got a very, very um, creative and strong business mind. He's a very, very smart guy. Um, but the coolest thing about Harris is like, he's cool. You know, he, he's, he's the he, guy he, that walks down the dock that doesn't want you to know who he is. And you would never, you know, know what he is because he's never going to tell you unless you've worked with him and seen how smart and how incredibly talented he is in the IT workspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, so he basically, he started these companies with other partner friends of his, um, and did very well. Um, very accomplished businessman. Um, I don't know how far he would want me to go into that in great detail, but let's just leave it at that and just trust me. Yeah. Okay. And like, everything is fine there. Um, and he just started picking my brain about what I do and he became a customer. And the coolest part about, you asked a question earlier when I said um, the connection is my favorite part. And what I meant by that is I love what I do because I'm able to do my passion for a living. Yeah, that's the easy short answer. But to get underneath that, and I'll circle back to this with the Harris thing, to get underneath that is to know that I become friends with most of my customers for better or for worse. 
right? And the reason is, is because we all share that passion. And they come to me and, you know, we work together. And it's, this is how we, why we named it Connected by Water, right? Because when you can share that passion with people, it really brings people together. There's a reason why when you pass someone on the boat, you wave to them. You don't do that in the car. Yes. Right. What is that energy between you two? Right. What is it? I hope everyone listening really like reflects on that right now, because that is so true. Then South Florida, when we're driving on I-95, we don't wave to everybody. But when you're on the boat, what a great hey, point. What's up? You absolutely look over and wave your hand. Mm-hmm. So Harris and I clicked like that. And we started, he started asking me all these questions and, and not because he wanted that. He was just curious. Right. That's his passion is fishing. Yeah. And then he knew that, you know, he was starting to become mature with his companies and he wanted to do something else and something that he was found fun and interesting. Total entrepreneurial mindset. He doesn't need me. He does it because he wants to do it. You know what I mean? And, and that's the best part to me. That, that's why I think he's the perfect partner because he actually generally just wants to be there. But he could have chose anybody and he saw the most talent in you. What a compliment. Yeah, I, you know, that's a good way to look at it, Lexi. It's but true. Yeah, I'm just saying that and as an accomplished businessman, yeah. knowing Harris myself, he's extremely selective and mm-hmm. he knows and he identifies that your work, like I talked about, you make a fish come alive on a canvas and he fishes. That's his release. That's his escape from work. And even though he loves what he does, he saw that in you and that you do it best. And that's why he wanted to be a part of your team. So I told Harris a story. Um, there was one time when I was working in that job, I had to lay 12 people off in one day. It was the worst day of my life, professionally speaking. Um, and there's a ukulele in my current studio. There always will be. Because after I laid them off, they didn't, they said, okay, I was expecting after I laid them off that I was getting fired too. We were going through a downsize. And the CEO comes to me. He's like, you report to me now. I'm like, wait, I'm not getting fired. I thought you were just making me do that. No, we're going to keep it. We're going to find something for you to do. He goes, just hold tight. So I basically had no job to do that day, but I still had a job. So I just left and I went to the music store and I bought a ukulele. And I <laughs> sat at my desk and I taught myself how to play ukulele. For what? Bi- inside of a billion dollar company. What in your mind was like, I should go buy a ukulele? What was I going to do that day? I had nothing to do. I had no Honestly, staff. Honestly, I'm impressed. This is coming from an impressed mind. I'm just like, I could never have thought of that. I had no staff, right? And I went and I taught myself ukulele. And I, hung, I bought one of those guitar string swing things and I hung it right there at my, in my office. And it's always right there outside of my office now, even to this day, the same ukulele. Because in six months, the company that... Long story, they merged and we split apart and then they come to me, they're like, okay, rebuild the department. And I was able to hire at least six of those people back and give them their jobs back. Wow. And when I told Harris that story, he's like, all right, let's start a company. So that, that maybe there's something to that, right? Absolutely. So we talked before about how, you know, you and I, a couple of days ago, about how you and Harris have shaped your business model completely different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. 
elaborate on that a little bit? So I'm different things to different people. If you talk to different people, they, so to some people, I'm Dennis the painter. To some people, I'm Dennis the shirt guy. To some people, I'm Dennis the guy that did the artwork on the Illinois Boulevard Bridge, right? The bridge guy. And to some people, um, um, Dennis, I just did actually a corporate brand identity the other day, but I don't do them all the time. I don't throw that out there. I don't advertise that. But some good friends of mine have a re revolutionary concept to clean up concept to clean up the water in the intercoastals, and they started the company. Um, so they asked me to design their logo. They were like, we don't want anyone else to do it, but you I'm like, okay, cool. But I did it for them. So it's like, you know, we, we touch all these different areas, but we saw a unique opportunity in this market of the marine industry and the marine market. Now you're in South Florida and you are in one of the largest marine markets on the planet. And, and probably the largest marine market on the planet. I mean, you would know maybe more statistically than I would if that's true or not, but we saw an opportunity nonetheless. You know, right? Fort Lauderdale is the yachting capital of the world, yeah, period. Yeah, so we, we saw an opportunity like, wow, these people need things from talented people, right? And because they only expect the best. So we fashioned our, um, our business to be quality first, quality only. Right. You want cheap, you can go somewhere else. Right. You want it done quickly and cheaply, go somewhere else. If you're willing to wait a little bit longer and you're willing to have it be the best there is, then come to us. Because right? we're going to sit there and we're going to focus on you and we're going to offer you a concierge service. We wanted to offer people our turnkey program because no one wants to really, they want to focus on their boats. They want to be on their boats. They want to make one phone call and say, this is what I want. Make me this, 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 and this. And we do that, right? So we set up a business that delivers on that level. And I can still make you a $25,000 painting if you want, right? And I can still, you know, wrap your boat. And we can still wrap the walls of the inside of your house. And I can still paint the walls of the inside of your house. So it's like whatever you need when you think of, we can do that. We didn't want there to be a limit on the company. But we there did, is not. We did, we did want there to be a benchmark, though, and we wanted to set it. Well, you've done that extremely well, and that's why within, you're a little over two years now, right, in Connected by Water's brand? Connected by Water proper, turn two, uh, where our birthday is every St. Patrick's Day. And I love that. And you've really, you've done it, and you've done it faster than anyone I've seen it ever. You know, growing up, I've seen plenty of, Marine artists, I've seen plenty. You walk into a store, you see plenty of product. Do you see anything like that? But I've never seen somebody get well-received as much as you have. And I, my hats are off to you. My question to you is, we, I know that you fish. And I know you love to fish. You love to fish with your boy. You love to fish with your family. And you've talked to me about this. And I want you to explain to listeners, walk me through seeing something on the water and putting it on canvas. Because I've told people that you bring fish to life. Tell me how you do that. There's times when, you know, you go through spells of not being on the water for a while and then you get out on the water and you see something and you go, that's why I'm here today. And you bring that back with you into the studio, whether it's, seeing the way a light hits something or seeing way 
you know, a fist moved that day or just understanding how a moment happened. And, you know, it, we, I often quote Chuck Close, who was a very famous artist in New York from the 60s, um, to where he says, inspiration is for amateurs because the rest of us wake up every morning and go to the studio and get to work. So I can't really rely too much on inspiration because that, that quote always hit me. Because, yeah, because we're working hard. And I go to work every day. I can't choose whether or not I'm inspired and sit there and stare at the walls until something happens. Because, you know, the rent's not going to get paid. And mouths aren't going to get fed. So, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? So I look at it from the standpoint of a reboot and a refresh moment to where it changes your perspective a little bit. If you want to call it inspiration, then go for it. You know, but to me, it's like wiping the slate clean sometimes, knocking off the cobwebs. Um, and you get out there and you, you just recall things. And you just remember why you do this. And there's a deeper underlying um, meaning other than rather than just seeing something and wanting to regurgitate it on canvas. You know, because there's all that layer that goes underneath it that really makes the painting have substantial quality. You just realized that it goes so much deeper than just, like you said, you said it best, seeing something regurgitating, you don't, you process it, you pull it back, you take thought to it, and you use that as inspiration as far as reflecting within yourself, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, you talk, you talk about connected by water, right? And like the whole theory that we come up with behind that, that phrase and what that means, um, and it can mean so many different things, right? But, but Connected by water as an idea, you know, is more philosophical than anything, right? It, it brings communities together, brings people together, brings your mind together, brings your heart together, grounds you, right? It's, you know, it's your muse. It's, you know, we have a whole story behind this written. And as a company, it's like, you know, you know, we're not just a brand. We're not only an art studio. You know, we're an end-to-end -end creative company that makes unique products for their artwork. And, and it's like, okay, cool. But connected by water, like overall, like from an umbrella theory, means everything. It really does. I completely agree. So what would you tell somebody who is certain about their passion, just like you were, like you knew when it clicked for you to be a marine artist? whatever their passion is, what would you tell someone who's looking to start their own business when they know what their passion is? Don't neglect the business. Don't neglect the business. I've done it and it sucks when you do. Um, if you want to do this for a living, there's a certain responsibility to this um, that, that you shouldn't take for granted. Um, I know you want to paint or you want to whatever your passion is and do that, do that thing. They always say, that's what everyone says. Do what you love. You'll never work for your day in life. It's, it's crap. That's not true. Cause at the end of the day, you're still running a business. I was actually sitting down recently with, um, a guy, a friend of mine, Mike Lamb, um, very uh, incredible, human being. very accomplished businessman. And I recently went through some down 
turns at the studio. We got out of it. We're good. You know, we're, we're resilient. You know, we made it through like of the bad moment that we were having. And he knew everything that was going on from beginning to end. He actually acted, acted kind of like as a coach to me during all of it, which when you're friends with the guy that owned the largest concrete business in all of Virginia, that's not a bad I was say, that's a to, pretty good life to, coach. Yeah. That's not a, not a bad guy. You to, got a good team to rally around. Off. Yeah. So he said, you know, Dennis, he goes, there's nothing different than my company and your company. I'm like, what? I'm like, stop it. You owned eight concrete plants in the, all over the state of Virginia. And you, he's like, there's nothing different. He goes, your numbers are different. That's it. He goes, you're still dealing with the city. You're still paying taxes. You're still doing this. You still have to get all your licenses. And you still need to check all your boxes. He's check the boxes. He goes, at the end of the day, it's going to make you relax. Check the boxes. I'm like, all right. It's, it's great advice. But it offers a new perspective, right? I'm sure so when you went to bed at night and your head hit the pillow, like that really resonated with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and the advice that Harris gives me is priceless. I mean, listen, Harris invested in the company, but I gained. I won because I got him. You, know, you guys are a great team. It re- really, it, I, it, having him is priceless. You know, and, and having him on your side and in your corner and just having the daily, the little, you got to do this today, you got to do that today, helps me, you know, because if you, you, sometimes you just want to foot, I'm not just painting fish. You know what I mean? It, it, some days I wish I was, it was that simple. But it's not. I mean, when you when you make the choice to take yourself to the next level, and it is a choice, right? Because you can choose not to and be totally content with what you're doing, and just. But when you make that choice to take yourself to, you have to be accountable for that choice, and you have to understand the responsibility of what you're doing, and the responsibility of who is relying on you and making sure you do check all those boxes. So when you ask me the question of, do you have any advice for anyone looking to follow their passion to start their own thing? Don't neglect the business. Check your boxes. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Are you ready for question round where I get to pay you back oh. for the question round? Remember the whole strange questions from connected by water that I, I got, remember. that got hit. I got hit with. So, are you ready? No. Okay, good. That's what I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> so, if you recall, Sorry. you asked me this question. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Oh, no. You hit me with the same question. I love it. And I hate it. You would think it. you would know. You asked me. You if put me I in the spot. If I could be any animal, what would it be and why? I would be, oh no, we have that. I would be, I'd be a sailfish. No, I wouldn't be a sailfish. I'd be an orca. Ooh. Why? I'd be an orca. Um, because they work well in packs. They seem to have a really good bond as family. Um, they're an apex predator. And, 
they really have a great ability to, to adapt to change no matter what happens in their environment. Do you study orcas? Why did you just nail that question? That's like a really hard question. I don't know. God. That, I, I, well, I first said sailfish because that's my default. No, but you thing, like right? crushed that, that question. Like, when you asked me that, I was like, um, and you just really, you know, like that was the best answer ever. And it really represented you. Like, okay, cool, Dennis. Um, <laughs> I thought I was going to catch you off guard on that one because the rest. You did though. I, oh, I did? Okay. Well, you do really well under pressure. I said sailfish at first. You, you pivoted wrong. quickly, and I really like your answer a lot. I said sailfish, but I realized how many times sharks have been eating them lately. So but sailfish no. are, you know, pelagic animals, and they also very much swim in packs and ball bait and have the same... Fast, agile. Correct. Fast, that's agile. A, that was my original thought. Running, running groups, um, they are released, so that's a mm -hmm. good thing. Yep. Apart from the whole shark thing. All right, next question. What is your biggest project to date size-wise? Um, I believe that would be the uh, the Atlantic Boulevard Bridge. Would be the biggest 283 feet worth of artwork on the Atlantic Boulevard Bridge. It was so big that we actually planted our studio right at the foot of that bridge. I want everyone to know where to find it, how long it took you to do it, and that when they drive over that bridge, that Dennis Rail Connected by Water painted that. We, so the city called me, um, it was not a call to artists, not anything I applied for. They called me out of the blue one day and said, Hey, we got this project cooking. Do you want to do it? What did that feel like? Um, I am going to stop you there. Cause I need to know I was what that moment I was felt a little like. kind of really like, that's what I, the what, you know, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll paint that bridge. Um, there was another couple of artists that were asked about that project um, through the city of Pompano um, and they chose me to do it over and um, over a couple other guys and, and I was pretty honored that they did and um, so it, I really took it seriously and um, it's really been a game changer of a project for us because um, when you do something that big it gives you a lot of notoriety and I'm not going to deny that it does. And um, it, it's, we took a lot of pride in that. When that bridge went up and the artwork went on that, went, artwork went on that bridge, um, I didn't realize it while I was working on it. But I was like, wow. I grew up here. I learned how to fish on that pier. You know, I surfed at this beach. This is where my mom would drop me off in the summers and spend all day and pick me up at the end of the day when she got off of work. This place was my summer camp. And the first art gallery that I was ever in is right here at Sands Harbor. And I was like, wow, this, this, is, this is, I didn't realize it when I was actually working on it. You were just but in work mode. When it went up, I started looking around and I'm like, and then I did a television show with, um, with George God's Unfathomed. And it was right as the bridge was going up. And they did a whole big feature on the project, too. For the, and I was like, wow, really? That's when it really started resonating with me. Um, that it wasn't just about the bridge. Um, and they asked me, what do you want to name the project? And I was like, well... 
I'm not going to name it Connected by Water because that's the name of our company. But what I did include on the on the bridge art was being from Pompano, like in South Florida, one of the most unique things about where we live um, is that you can catch a billfish and, you know, all these other pelagic species come inside and catch a reef fish. Go bottom fishing. Go bottom fishing. Come inside the intercoastal, catch a snook, tarpon, and then hang it up and walk a couple miles to the west and catch a bass. All in the same day. If you really tried, probably wouldn't actually be that hard to do. Right? No, what I kind didn't of slam would we call that? Uh, I kind of, I was like, we should try that. Like, yeah, what slam would that be? A water slam. There, okay. Done. <laughs> We're trying that. Challenge accepted. I so, but, but I didn't include the bass on there, but I included okay, all so the saltwater species, right? So I included the Atlantic Harmony, I, or I named it Atlantic Harmony because bridges connect people. That had to bring the connect thing in there, which creates harmony. Um, all the species living in one ecosystem is harmony. And I wanted to promote clean water and conservation, which is very dear to our hearts at the studio. So I felt the name Atlantic Harmony was. It's very fitting. And I hope that everyone driving over that bridge channels that energy now that they know what that means to you, what that is, who painted it, and knows you better. And my next question is, can you paint with both hands or just one? These are submitted by people. So this was submitted from, you know, HMI in my Instagram. So these are people wondering about you. Can you paint with both hands or just one? I can paint with both hands. Um, really ambidextrous yeah, but i probably would do better with my dominant hand than my other hand but what's your dominant hand is my right hand okay but if if i had to paint with my left hand i probably could but i think it would come out a little more abstract <laughs> than it would wouldn't be as real does your hand like get hand. cramped though and like you have to go like other hand like when have you ever used your left hand you just said you use both like well you know to be honest with you a lot of times i'll use my left hand with my hand Okay. To blend out colors like that. I don't nice. always just use the brush. Like sometimes to really smooth out a color, you use it with your left hand and I'll brush it on with the right and nice. blend it out with the left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're kind of working like wax on, wax off. I was just about to say, I was going to give everyone the visual of what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. It was exactly wax on, wax off. So thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got a deep one for you and it's from me. My question for you yes. is what legacy do you want to leave? At the end of the day, I want people to take marine life art seriously. And I want to be the reason why. Boom. Or you couldn't have said it better. I think you're on your way, wouldn't you say? Yep. You're so humble. You're doing it. I'm doing it. I mean, it's... I'm doing it, see, the, the, people's, like, version of doing it is different, right? So, like, what, what does doing it mean? When I say you're doing it, it's when I walk into your studio, mm -hmm. and I sit down with you, and I look at the wall, and I shop for my dad, like I did with you, or myself, or my home, and I look at the wall, and I say, number one, you had a piece on the wall. I'll never forget it. I had elbow reefs coordinates. Mm -hmm. that is so near and dear to my heart. That is the coordinates near Ocean Reef. 
And that is where I caught my first sailfish. That was not anything made for me. That is something you did on your own. And it has a sailfish coming through one of the coordinates that we talked about. That was your vision. And that resonated with someone who's fished her whole life. That just staring at that painting came to life. That was a memory for me. And you didn't even know that about me. So you had already done that. And to me, that meant the world to me. And then I look over and I can just, whenever I see your artwork, I can pull memories from my mind without even happening. So that's what it means. That's what your artwork means to me. And the fact that I can see the bite or I can see the fight in your artwork is awesome. Or gives me like, you know what? I haven't been tarpon fishing in a while. And that's something I've been thinking about. You don't, it's, it's not just billfish, it's everything, you know, or when I put on one of your shirts, by the way, you have the comfiest shirts ever and girls don't have a lot of like V-necks, like nice fitted shirts as far as like dry fits, long sleeves, like that we can go fishing and it's always like the unisex guy shirts that were like, you know, like, oh, cool. Like, you know, you have everything. I walk into your shop, you've got it all, you've got it all dialed in, you get the bigger picture, you're so forward thinking, it's just there. So that's what it means to me. Everything you just said explains exactly why I do what I do. That's the connection. Yes. What you just said, like, brings a level of happiness to me and gives me reason to do it. Like, that's, that's the, everything, that's the connection. That's it. And, and that's, that's, that's what keeps me going right there. Well, I know that you'll leave that legacy and I'm just really proud to know you and uh, proud to be a part of Connected by Water and have you on today. But I'm going to ask for some secrets. So we've talked about a giant bread that's already painted. If you haven't seen it, go drive to it right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to ask for a teaser. Like what big projects do we have on the horizon here? Um, well, I can tell you right now there's a restaurant in Pompano called Papamigos that we are starting to do a lot of work with. Um, that is a very cool business idea it, in itself. Um, they're making sushi tacos. Whoa. Which is Talk an to me about unheard that. of thing. Um, there's actually one called the Tikizi Taco. Of course, of course. So right? that's Harris's boat name. Yep. If anyone doesn't know, mm -hmm. his business partner, Harris, that is his... His amazing boat name because of his IT business, but I need to know about and a sushi taco. Take it easy in the keys. Yeah, can you give that the, background? So, all right. So he had a company. His company's called Tech Partners, and he got a house in the Keys, and he combined the name and the attitude when you're down there is to take it easy. So he said Tech Keys. E. It's so good. So he made and up his own word. He made up his own word. Boat names and he nailed it. Like yep. it couldn't be more perfect for his family. He made up his own word. So he has a tzatziki sushi taco. Okay. At Papa Migos. So we're going to be doing um, a lot of apparel work with them. Um, we're going to be doing um, some mural work in their new um, locations. They're, they have two new locations going up. Um, I don't do a lot of murals these days just because I'm so stuck in the studio all the time. So for me to come out of the studio and actually work on a wall on a mural, um, you know that I, I love these people. So, and I'll do it for them. So um, that's really a cool project. And 
there is um I guess I can let the cat out of the bag a little bit. Do it, the... do it, do it, do it, do it. So the Cove uh, restaurant in Deerfield Beach was just um, purchased by some beautiful and wonderful owners um, that also own um, Oceanic on the beach there in Pompano. Um, and they are putting an adrenaline shot in the Cove. And what? they are going to make it a cool, cool place. Um, and let's just say we may or may not have a, a part in designing and developing that place. Um, there's also maybe some things in the surrounding area of cities that will named on later that we might, I can't say too much, but that we might be going on. So I'm so excited. Yeah. So it, it's, it's actually... Um, I told him at the end of our last meeting that we had that my goal for that project is for people to say, have you seen Dennis's artwork on the bridge in Atlantic, on the Atlantic bridge to have people say, yeah, but have you seen what he did at the Cove? Ooh, that's my goal for that project. The zinger. I'd like yeah. that. So we got, we got a good one coming up. I am yeah. so grateful for you sharing a little bit of your secrets with us because we are thrilled to see it. But for everybody listening, you know, I guarantee that they're on the edge of their seats wanting to know how they can get in touch with you. Mm -hmm. We talked about what's offered. They can do literally everything under the sun with you. T-shirts, you know, commission, original paintings, prints. They can go to your studio in Pompano. Tell me and the listeners you know, where the shop is, how they can find the apparel, whether it's online, in store. I told you all already that I cannot get enough of my Dennis Real shirts. It's the softest and also actually a V-neck, like nice long sleeve dry fit that's like appeals to the ladies. Connected by water shirts. Um, give me all the details. Where can everyone get in touch with you? So we just opened up our new studio gallery, we're calling it. Um, 3169 East Atlantic Boulevard, which is if you go over the Atlantic Boulevard bridge and you see that gorgeous artwork yep, past that, past that. And it's right there in your left, right next to the second street surf shop. And when you open the door, strip. look to your left and admire the most beautiful mural you've ever seen, right? Mm -hmm. Before yep. you enter. Yep. Absolutely. That's what Lexi says. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we just moved in that location about two months ago. So we're pretty excited about it. We're still getting used to having a gallery up front. I tell you, the coolest part for me about having that gallery is we always wanted to have a gallery up front and a working studio in the back. That's always been one of the short-term goals of, of the studios, like get to that level, get to that point, right? And now we have that. And, but the coolest part is that I'm able to hang Liz's work too. So we have her paintings up, um, which... She so graciously earned, and I can't stress that enough because the girl works hard, and this is my wife I'm talking about, and the girl works really, really hard, and she earned that wall space. Like, she she's manages those kids, she homeschools those kids, and she's a working artist that does coastal minimal abstract paintings. And they're which so is, beautiful. Which is, which is the kind, that type of painting takes space, and time in your head and emotion and clearing it's not something like like maybe i can walk in and i can knock out a t-shirt design and like okay i work today see you later you know that's the more of a spiritual moment. she's got to get in her space yeah for sure so it's not always and the she easiest has two thing children that she's homeschooling yeah. 
and running a business with you can be stressful, you know, to, to break that barrier can be and get to that point. <laughs> no, I'm saying to get to that point where she needs to just clear her mind. And so absolutely. You know, but I, so I want to kind of give a shout out to her and, and, yes. and just say that, that we got Liz, this you're a superhero. Space. Yeah, for sure. So she's got her wall space now and, that, and I'm really, really proud of the fact that we're able to get that up for her. You're the best um, team. Yeah, n- no doubt about it. I mean, listen, she's inspiring. Can you talk about inspiration? It's her. For sure. Um, so give me email. We got address. Give me email oh yeah, right. or Instagrams or how we find Liz's art, everything. So for all of our art, you can go to connectedbywater.com. And for our social, it's at Dennis Friel Art. That's uh, D-E-N-N-I-S-F-R-I-E-L Art. Um and then at connected by water of course um at liz real underscore art if you want to go find her art um and just go to our site shoot us something on social i mean we'd love to hear from you but you know at the end of the day we just want to hear from you You drop in the store he's the coolest guy to talk to you'll have the greatest conversation we have a lot of room there too (laughs) yes yes (laughs) He's sponsored by Papa's Pilar, right? Yeah, Papa's Pilar Rum. And um, so they send it by the randomly by the caseload. All fishermen love rum. They just show up. Yeah. So thank you so much for letting us into your world. We know you, Vera, but I just wanted to dive into like how you got here. And I really appreciate you sharing your passion with us, your story, and just of your family and who you are and how you love to give back. I think it's really important for people to hear that. So thank you so much for joining me oh my on, God. from the Fly Ridge. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the continued work that we do. I mean, it all means everything. Yes. And HMY is so happy to have Dennis Real as our artist for our shirt work and all of our graphic design. And I'm surprised he we didn't that. mention that first. I know, right? <laughs> no, Dennis says all of HMY's, you know, work from tournaments to, you know, client shirts, everything we do, he's our guy. And we're so proud of that. And it's pretty cool that we've developed that relationship. So we're very happy to have you on board of the HMI family. Proud to be a part of it. All right. We'll catch you on the next one.